two senseis and a casual. Partying his ass off. You know you got work. Get it. Get ready. <laughs> How late were you up? I don't even remember when I fell asleep. Got a boy. Did you have your little sparkling bubbly? Give me a hell yeah! I did. I did. Oh, you remember that? I did. Me, I, I know you, baby. I know you. I appreciate that. What y'all do? Uh, go ahead, Gerard. I'd like to hear from you. <laughs> Shit, I went over um my best friend Brandon's house and watched. Michigan lose and Ohio State lose. <laughs> then what I, a great then way to I end the year. Came home and uh, was with the the wife and the children. You know, did they stay up for the countdown or no? Yeah, they did. They did. They stayed up, but everybody was pretty much knocked the fuck out by one o'clock. So I fell That's asleep maybe two ish. Yeah. My dad got us. Uh, my dad got us a fire pit, so we put that up and hello, hello, oh, that was fire pit in the backyard. Yeah, just, oh, yeah. just kind of hung out and chilled. And I tell you, Gerard, we almost didn't make it to midnight. We was like eleven <laughs> o'clock, and we were sitting outside, just bobbing our heads. We're like, let's go watch the countdown, and you know, fell asleep like around twelve thirty. So. Yeah, that's the thing yeah. about New Year's. You got to keep moving because if you, you don't, oh, you. <laughs> I did take a nap. I did take a nap yesterday, so that, that was the first time in a while I took a nap. So that helps a lot. Yes, it does. Yeah, and we had some Olive Garden too. We had a big old feast there. So you know, pasta and sleeping is just oh uh, yeah, endless breadsticks and, and salad. I love it. You know, I got saying? some for lunch today, so I'm excited. <laughs> I'm jealous. Right, so, yeah, man. <laughs> so yeah, what's up, everybody? This is another episode of True Hip Hop Sensei's of the Casual. I'm your host Brandon, AKB Weezy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, y'all. <laughs> you know, it's your boy Gerard. Say New Year, same me. You know. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to say, I'm Drew, aided the name, and New Year knew me. Like how <laughs> everybody used to do back in the day. No, welcome to welcome to 2023. I'm excited. It's yes. going to be a great year. A lot of big things. You know, one thing I hate about New Year's is when, like, leaving work, people are like, oh, my God, see you next year. And I thought that stopped in, like, school. <laughs> oh, that like, was so corny, bro. People, like, people do that. I'm like, old people right. do that. I love it, though. It's kind of funny. Young, keep keep young that tradition going. I hate it. I hate well, it. Well, I guess like, I'll see you next year. Right. I'm like, all right, dude. Right. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, Dry, you already, you already touched on it a little bit. Thoughts on the Michigan game? I mean, I was disappointed in the first half like you know but once they lost i ain't care no more because i was already fed up with the bullshit because they started they was playing brand new like like brand new brand new brand new i've never seen that team that played last night so i don't know who the fuck that that, for sure right yeah i don't know who the fuck that was but hey hats off to uh, tcu michigan almost came back with it and then that would have been something because but, you know, they deserved everything they got last night. So, I wasn't mad about it. Every time I looked away from the game, like, all right, this is over. It was another score, especially in the third quarter. The third quarter was nuts. Um, J.J. McCarthy played his worst game ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Spotting the team seven points to start off a game was never a good way to win. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I just the I think I was more disappointed in the the red zone play calling, um, especially yeah. early in the game. It just was I don't know, like the Philly special. Some people liked it, I didn't. But yeah, that um, was stupid. I just thought that was doing a little bit much. But you know, you live in and you learn. And yeah, I I was more surprised at Ohio State. I looked near up like fifteen and a fourth. I don't know how they lost. I it actually stopped watching the game. So. Um, if you have any thoughts or y'all have any thoughts on that, I didn't actually see that that, that, I didn't watch that game. That so no. I was surprised by that. I wasn't surprised. Ohio State has a prolific offense. So I, I'm I'm surprised that Georgia was getting beat up like they were. But then mm-hmm. you know, Georgia offense was like, no, nah, we can score too. So <laughs> yeah. like they they was they was scoring with them. You know, I'm Ohio State should have won that game, honestly. That kicker, that he blew that kick, he blew that kick terribly. Like it wasn't just like, oh, like, oh man, he missed. Dang, that sucks. No, like they they got memes going all over the internet where like you got uh when you play Madden and you don't line up the uh meter <laughs> the right way. <laughs> so yeah, I I feel I laughed when Ohio State lost because my little brother is also an Ohio State fan, and he started crying. I was, boy, I'm an evil villain. (laughs) Nigga, listen, hold on. I don't give a fuck, okay? Listen, you you talk shit to me, I'm going to hell with it, okay? So you you sit up there and cry, oh, I'm going to make you cry worse, dog. So he was up there. He was upset that the kicker missed because I told him once Michigan lost, I had already came to terms with it at halftime. I'm like, they ain't going to win. I just don't see no winning this. He like, yeah, yeah, Michigan trash, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to, like, Drew saw the uh, Facebook. I'm going to talk to you later, okay? So don't, do yeah. not mute your phone. Don't go on silent. Like, I'm going to talk to you later, okay? We, we're going to revisit all of this shit talking you've been doing. He was upset. I'm upset, Outer! I'm upset! It's joy of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, boys. The only time I ever bet on Michigan, they somehow – don't make me money. Uh, so yeah. yesterday I did a little parley. I'd, I'd put something on any time for JJ, any time for Donovan, and then for Michigan to cover the spread. And what happened? Wow. wow. What happened, boys? Come on. Wow. So, so it was your fault that they lost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, true yeah. fault. Yeah. It's a Sparty's fan fault. You you know what? You guys can blame it on a Sparty again if you want. I'm okay with it. You this. know who else disappointed me? Donovan Edwards. Like, shout out to W. He had 119 yards, though. He had a rushing wasn't bad. Most, nah. That's a f- um, facade. 53 of those yards was off of one carry. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I always say when he's running the ball, like, it, you don't see vision. You know what I'm saying? You see, like, if it's a hole there, he's going to burst through that hole and he's going to be out of there. If there's no hole, there's nothing. You don't get anything. And like B said, the game plan was just weird. Like, why didn't they use him in the passing game? Like, I, I really don't understand what, what the hell they were doing yesterday. It, it looked like a brand new team, and that's that was disappointing. Honestly, Gerard, I was waiting on a, like a an offset like screen on like a second down or something. Yeah. And I, was like, like, I was like, if I'm going to get my any time, it could be on a screen like that, and he could run it 60 yards or something, you know, but never happened. And it's it was there. Game. It was it was there. Like, right. the 335 is not a difficult defense. It's not. It's just fast. Like, that's it. Like, I play Madden all the time. Like, we understand how these defenses work when we play at Madden. Like, it's really fast. But I'm surprised that 335 was stopping their run. And mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't use a lot of screens to, like, back the linebackers up. Because you see seven people are coming to the line of scrimmage. Right. 
get rid of the ball. Like, <laughs> pass it off to the running back. I'm I, I'm really confused at what happened yesterday, but, you, you know, know, they what still I had noticed? a good season. TCU looked like some big boys out there compared to Michigan. Man, they looked look, like yeah. the outside, yeah. like, like B, you know how in football we'd like, a, yeah. a team would come in and be like, God, we're going to get our ass kicked. Those boys are yeah. huge, and it's kind of what it looked like. I think TCU was more prepared. Yeah, they watched yeah. film. You could tell they were, mm-hmm. like you said, Gerard. They were prepared. Uh, mm-hmm. They had some people that looked like they was trying to get drafted in the NFL, so they was gonna play as as, as good as they could. Coming up in here trying to get a motherfucking scholarship. The three three five typically doesn't get pressure the way that they was able to get pressure yesterday. So I think right. that was what I was most surprised about because all season long the offensive Michigan had Michigan didn't turn the ball over during right. the season. They turned the ball over a lot yesterday. Their offensive line was able to, you know, um, set the tone. The mm. offensive line looked lost a lot yesterday. Yeah, yeah, The defense did a good job tackling for most of the season. They missed a lot of tackles yesterday. So it just was yeah. a lot of stuff that added up to losing and and what they didn't do for full for the full season. So yeah, shout out to TCU. They 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 came ready to play from the very beginning. That pick, it was almost like. They kind of shocked everyone when they got that pick six, and it yeah, took a yeah. lot of pressure off of their defense because they already were playing with house money. So it set yeah. the tone, honestly. It, <laughs> it set did. the tone for the rest of the game. But that also showed their preparation because that 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 play that he did the pick on Michigan ran that play like five times yesterday, like in yep. in four of the five times they Michigan got a completion. So that one, he was a really good job of um, anticipation. He jumped that route, which is dope, you know, and he took it to the house. But that was there. That out route was there the whole game. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Uh, shout out to TCU. Also, that Georgia and um, Ohio State game was just incredible. Like, it, it was good to see two heavyweights swing at each other and to see who, who get knocked out first. Like, but I knew once Georgia scored that last touchdown, like y'all didn't see – Georgia scored that last touchdown. I'm like, they got too much time on the clock. I'm like, Stroud is gonna move up the field. He's gonna get up the field, like, and he's gonna like he's gonna put them in a position to win. So and that's what he did. I think um I used to I tell I told B, like, I wasn't a fan of Stroud, like, cause I just didn't see him under enough duress because Ohio State's game makes everybody open. Like they get open, like it's easy to make those throws. But last night he showed me that he's accurate. His his anticipation is good. He can move outside the pocket to where like if he's under duress he can still throw my, um throw dots like so. I like CJ Stroud as a quarterback and he showed his his um worth to that Ohio State team and you know the kicker just didn't get it done you know so yeah true no but overall uh, I think it was yeah. a lot of entertainment um especially the Michigan game I mean they lost but I, I didn't expect anywhere near that type of scoring matchup so. I mean, it was entertaining, to say the least. It, it wasn't the outcome that some people wanted, but I don't think anybody could walk away from that game saying it was a bad game. Um, no, it was entertaining, okay. very entertaining. Yeah. So was that Big Ten uh, championship game. But let me ask you boys something. So during the season, Michigan was one of the worst teams in the red zone, though. Do you think playing some of these out-of-conference schools like in the first three games of the year, like you, that one year they played um, – uh god who was alabama like i think it was like the first game of the year you think they should play one of those tough teams to start the year and try and get like a head like hey maybe if maybe if we lose this game we could see where we need to improve for the rest of the season maybe it makes an impact in the playoffs i don't know if it's that i think losing quorum did a lot to their offense um i think 
it's hard to give the ball to a guy who has a broken hand in the red zone. It's like that trust factor. Um, the backup came in and fumbled. I forget his name, but he came in, fumbled the ball. Mm-hmm. I think that has – when you have such a big dynamic running back go down kind of late into the season, I think that throws a lot of stuff off. So I think yeah. that was a bigger problem. They never found a counter to that because Donovan Edwards didn't typically do well in the red zone for what I've seen or wasn't really used that much. So right. they never found that guy that they could go to. And I think that was a bigger – if his, I don't know, maybe if his hand wasn't hurt, maybe he would be better in the red zone. But, I, again, like like you said, Gerard, his running style almost seems to be the bigger problem. So hmm. I don't know if it's opponents that they play or just finding the right guy to replace Quorum. But I think if Quorum was available, not to say that they win yesterday, but the running game looks completely different. I agree. Yeah. I think if Quorum was played, they, the running game looks completely different. And – they would have been using Donovan Edwards as like a weapon instead of just only running the ball. So, yeah, I mean, but that's football. Next man up. You can't, yeah. like, you know, Very Donovan true. Edwards did great against Ohio State. He did great against Purdue. Like, I had high expectations for him on this game. And he started the game off with a 53-yard run. Like, so I was expecting more, but he just couldn't figure it out after after that one first run. So always next year. I, I still think JJ is the future. I think he's gonna be a really good quarterback. Um he's got an arm on him. You could see that. Yeah. He had amazing throw through that. It was it was like triple coverage. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a very good throw. No, he's a good quarterback and he's only a sophomore. I think next year he's gonna be even better. Like he's a leader. You can see it in him. I don't I didn't see him all through that game. I didn't see him rattled. You know, he was making mistakes because he was making wrong reads, but he didn't look like, oh, we're out of this. Like, even when they went went down 18 and, you know, he scored, like, right right away. Like, I, I saw that a quarterback, like, no, we're going to go win this game. And I like that about him. So, I think that the Michigan have the right quarterback. I just thought, like, their game plan yesterday, I blame that loss on the coaches. But all mistakes aside, because TCU had a lot of turnovers too. So, like, all mistakes aside, I think the coaches blew that game. And I think they were – being too cute, you know, and not sticking to what got them, had them 13 and 0. You know what I'm saying? I agree. But yeah, shout out to college football. Um, did you guys want to touch on the Lions at first or, or oh, yes. say that yes, to the yes. end? Or? No, no, no. Let's just do it now. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was I was so hurt that game, that Panthers game last week. Really? That was that was my fear. I was definitely hurt because was, it wasn't it wasn't the fact that they lost. It was the fact that yeah. they lost and looked completely unprepared exactly. for a running for a running exactly. game that isn't that good. Um That's why I was hurt. And then they had I that think, tight end get three touchdowns out of nowhere. So I, I had a different perspective. I think that, you know, your mindset when you're the underdog is different from when you're the uh when you're expected to win. I think when they went to Carolina, they didn't expect Carolina to just swing at them like they did. Like True. so like when you're like it that's that's them trying to become a good team. So I them losing, I was okay with it, but it was like, all right, well, now you know when you go back to uh, when you go back home after this L, like, all right, we have to change our mindset when we're going against lesser opponents. So I hope mm-hmm. that when they come out against the Bears tonight, I mean, today, that they, like, nah, we got to whoop their ass. Like, because every, like, Carolina came out like, nah, we ain't, y'all, we ain't just about to be y'all a footnote in y'all little uh, fantasy story. Like, no, we about to go crazy. Like, so, but people been running on Alliance. Like, so, like, I mean, the last couple of weeks, they've been a little better. But at the beginning of the season, they was running wild just like Carolina ran wild on them. So I, I guess didn't that's, see why, that's why I was hurt. It was like we didn't look like that team earlier in the season that just couldn't stop a nosebleed and all of a sudden yeah. 
Carolina's <laughs> having this historic day where like we new, can't tap- new puns be I love it <laughs> Thank you, man. I, 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 just, I was hurt because this was like the game where everybody's hyping them up like you said but like I, I've always explained just that fear that I have for the Lions like I didn't expect them like Carolina it's not like they were going against McCaffrey anymore Carolina is having a lot of guys that aren't <laughs> right. you know typically starters but I guess at the same time they didn't have anything to lose and they showed right. it like yeah they they came out and yeah. it it got ugly quick. Yeah, uh, you never like to see running backs get to the second and third line of the defense before they get touched, and there was right. a lot of that going on. So, no, I was I was surprised, and then the offense kind of sputtered as well. So it just it just was one of those games where there was a lot of hype, and the Lions kind of looked like they folded a little bit. So they should do better. Um, last home game of the season, uh, Dan Campbell said he wants the, the crowd to kind of give him a show. I expect I expect it to be a good game, but the Lions do always struggle with mobile quarterbacks, man. So, Oh, no. he Justin Fields is about to go crazy, but I still think the Lions are going to win. <laughs> he went crazy the against the first game we played him. And we yeah, still beat yeah. Him, so. he's yeah. about to have a fucking game, but I think the Lions will win this game. The though, offense the Bears should be better because are- they typically do better at home. Yeah. Oh, golf! I should say, typically does way better. Golf, golf had a really good game against Carolina. The defense was ass. That's why we lost. Like, so it took the offense a while to get it going, though. I have to, I have to give, I have to give the offense. They didn't really Zilstra, get it going until Zirkstra, the second Zirkstra, half. Whatever his name is, that tight end, he caught three touchdowns. Like, who the yeah. hell is this guy? Yeah, I mean, he was no, the man. only one in the red zone that was getting <laughs> open. But Wide also open. the running, the running backs was like, I I don't know what's wrong with the Lions running game these past couple of weeks, but it, it's been looking weird. Like, so that's why the offense took so long to get going against Carolina. Like if they had their same um, thing that they was doing when, on their winning streak, they would have been all right. But these running backs, Swift and um, Jamal, Jamal just been looking. Yeah. yeah Swift looking is what I want to talk about. Dude, what's going on? Like he's, been back for a couple of weeks now and we're still not really giving him many touches it's so weird it's like they're treating him kind of like Jameson in a way and I don't understand why it's very hard to give a running back touches that has such an injury history like facts I agree yeah. but you gotta play him though I mean he's healthy if he's hurt you know don't play that's the thing I, I he's always hurt so <laughs> and like nagging <laughs> injuries too right like, whether yeah. it's ankle and shoulder shoulder right. yeah I think it's hard. to. It's just it comes down to trust, and I think it's easier to give it to Jamal when Jamal doesn't get hurt. I think Justin Jackson has surprised a lot of people, including myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Much as I don't want to see him get touches, though, you know, I'm like, every time yeah. he's in, I'm like, why isn't Swift or Jamal carrying this? Like, then they do some little trick play to Justin or something. I think like I'm more that. surprised that Swift hasn't been included in the, the passing game as much. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But they apparently they're going to try to get J-Mo involved more. But, yeah, no, I'm not surprised only because I think it comes down to being able to trust the running back to stay healthy. And as soon as Swift kind of gets it going, he always comes out um, with some type of, you know, ailment. So yeah. I, I can't even be mad at the coaching Man, staff for that. that Lions uh, running back curse. We, don't, we can't never have nothing good. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> I'd be, you know, it's funny. I remember watching a, a old Titans game at your place, and uh, me, you, and your dad were watching. And Mikel Lashore went off for like 110 yards. Like it was the first time in seven years a Lions running back's got 100 yards. Like, oh boy, like yeah. yeah. But uh, Gerard, I was gonna tell you the reason I was disappointed uh, with the Panthers game is because it looks like we didn't prepare a lick for that game. I mean, I for Dante Foreman to just run it up on us. 
And then the whole time the Panthers are a playoff team, whether you want to right. hit it, like it, like in a sense that was a playoff game for them. Yeah, last for three us, playoff games too. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I don't know. It, it just goes back to what we say in the NFL and everybody. Like you can't take an opponent for granted, especially now with the Bears. Like I think the Bears want to kick our ass today from last time. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, and that's a division opponent. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing I will agree with you on. They should have took Carolina more seriously. Like, yeah. this is an easy schedule down the stretch. Yes, so I know you can go into it like, yo, these are three very winnable games, and we win all three of these, we are in the playoffs. Even if they win these last two, the Lions are in the playoffs. I think they should have right. took Carolina more seriously, and I don't think the players did. I, I can say for sure that Dan Campbell knew you know, mm-hmm. going into it like this is a trap game. We got to win this game, but you right. got punched in your mouth as soon as you came out. So, I, have you watched? Uh, did you watch the Tampa game last week? Yes, I did. Oh, I did. Dude, I I don't know what's up with Brady. I don't. I've never oh, been the biggest Brady fan in my life, but like I'm hearing rumors that he might go to uh, the Raiders or like San Fran. I was like, if I was either of those teams i wouldn't touch him right now i wouldn't touch brady with it no because he owed like and that's that's what we're saying we're saying father time being undefeated that's what that's what we're saying like everybody everybody just acting like brady is this like untouchable god no he's showing that he's old like you right. know and i i watch um the season version of um hard knocks and i watched them like prepare for brady and the cardinals almost beat them uh, it's like I'm like yeah i <laughs> Brady, Brady is old. <laughs> like so, he's forty five years old. We should expect this wear down to happen. Like I agree, it's not surprising to me at all. So, last thing I was gonna say about the Panthers game is I think Sam Darnold has it out for the Lions because that first Jets game in the Patricia era yeah. torched the Lions. Yeah. So, I think he you might know, be the Lion killer. <laughs> Darnold is actually a good quarterback. You know, you I think he's in a nice system with Carolina. So yeah, that yeah. Lions defense. <laughs> They just need to build something around him, which is weird to say, because yeah, Carolina's a mess. But hey, they got they're oh, still in the, they're in the hunt right now, still, which is crazy. That's all right. When Sean Payton signs with the Denver Broncos and turn Russell Wilson into an MVP candidate again, I don't think he, don't think he wants any parts of that. I don't Bro, think he wants any parts of that. There's something wrong with that family because after the ball dropped last night, I turned it over to like uh, New Year's LA edition, like for when they were their ball was gonna drop. And Sierra yeah. performed a song that I don't think the world has ever heard before because not a person was saying a word or even getting hyped to one of her songs. It was weird. Oh, so man. yeah, her and Russ are got some weird voodoo shit going on in their family. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Uh, Drew, I want to give you the opportunity. You have been ready to do this for a while. Oh, I've been dying. Um, So I'm going to let you lead this. I got my list made. It was a lot harder than I thought it was. Um, Don't think I did as much research as you, but it just, I I was surprised by how many, I guess I thought there was albums that was actually last year that was this year or 2022. So I'm excited for this, man. I just want to give you the opportunity to to, to shine on your baby. Let Mm. me say this. There's about 24, 25 albums that all could have potentially been top 10 this year. It was I a agree. really tough year for hip hop. It was tough. Yeah. Um, so all I want to do, same same way we did it last year, let's just do our one through nines and we'll do like a, just a little blurb of like why we put them in that spot. And then number one, we'll dive into, you know, the, the long paragraph of why we chose it as number one. 
You okay. boys ready? Let's yeah. do it how we always do. Be Gerard me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Here you go. Okay. All right. Do we have any honorable mentions? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's start with those. I got a couple. I had, uh, I had DJ Khaled, God Did, um, and I had Lil Dirk 7220 as my honorable mm. mention. Okay. Yes. I also had 7220 as an honorable mention. I had uh, Back to the Basics, Payroll G- uh, Giovanni. Um, I had Snowfall by Jeezy. I had Long Run Volume 3 by Vado. And I mm. had Results Take Time by Simba. Damn. Mm. You went hard for that Vado album. You, uh, yeah. I, I give you respect for that one. Uh, my honorable mention, Snoop, B-O-D-R. It just, number 11. It was so close. Like, I played the shit out of that album. Uh, <laughs> Conway, God Don't Make Mistakes. And Lloyd Banks, Course of the Inevitable 2. Oh, my dang, honorable, that's honorable mention. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, it was a really tough year to make a top 10. Like, yeah. I listened to probably 15 albums this week and I just kept shuffling them back and forth. I was like, what is better than what I just listened to? And it was, it was tough. So, yeah. B started off with your number 10. Number 10. I have. Are y'all about to slander me? But I got Juicy J and Wiz Khalifa Stoner's Night. I'm not mad at all. I'm not mad at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> My number what's 10, your little blur? Have... Whoa, whoa, what's your little blur for oh. it? Why, why, why oh, number why? 10? Yeah. I just thought that that album had no skips. It was a surprise album that I remember listening to and just kind of uplifted my spirits. I think Juicy J and Wiz Khalifa together are a really good tag team. Um, I, I just, agree. we, I don't think it's, it's an album you could go, I could see myself going back and listening to for a while. So yeah, I was very surprised by that project. No skips. And I just thought it was one of the best albums I enjoyed for the year. There you go. Okay. I also have a group project as my number 10. My number 10, I have Lobby Boys by Jim Jones and Mano. Um, I thought that this was one of the best albums of the year to me because it's good to see Mano and Jim Jones at their age and uh, their how their veterans in the rap game come and put together a project and it still feels new. You know, it don't feel like they're trying to reach something from back in the day. They still stayed on task and lyricism is stepped up as well. So Lobby Boys at number 10 for me. Damn, I forgot about that one, honestly. Uh, number 10, who just made the cut over Snoop's BODR is Nas's King's Disease 3. And it's wow. not that it's not that it was number 10 in a bad way. It was just, I thought there's nine better albums, but Nas just proved again how no matter what his age, he can make a top 10 and mm. undebatable, like with a lot of people in the hip hop community. Yes. I agree. Wow, I'm surprised that was number ten for you, Drew. I'm not gonna lie. Me too, B. Me too. <laughs> um, number nine, I have Joey Badass 2000. Um, mm. Once Hurdles getting dropped, there's a lot of anticipation for it. To me, I don't think the anticipation failed. I really liked it. Um, a good intro. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff I related to in the album we talked about earlier in the year. Um, overall, one of the top ten albums I think for the year. I like my it. number nine is Multiverse by Wiz Khalifa. I'll be the first <sighs> to boy, say I'm boy. not. I'm not <laughs> the hugest Wiz Khalifa fan, but this album won me over. It was um a more vulnerable Wiz Khalifa. Uh, you got the stoner raps in, and you got um you know the you know upbeat high tempo shit. So I felt like mm-hmm. it was a pretty like well rounded album, and I fuck with it. Multiverse Wiz Khalifa, and you got some experimental shit on it. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Jid the Forever Story. I thought. What a great comeback. It's been so long since I heard Jid and since DiCaprio too. And all year I was saying, where's Jid's album? Where's Jid's album? And the whole year he was in my top five, but 
he he produced a great solo album, and I think he's going to be here for a long time. I agree. So for number eight, I have Results Take Time, which was your honorable mention, Gerard. Mm. Uh, like DJ Drama. Um, <laughs> I was very impressed. I never heard um, Simba before this album is recommended to me. I I loved it. I loved the um, the cover, how the cover was moving. Um, yeah. We talked about that a little bit, but overall, I thought it was a really good album. So it's definitely my number eight. Nice, nice. Uh, I have number eight. I have from a bird's eye view, Corday. Mm. That's my number eight album. I forgot uh, about that. It came yeah, out I, early, early twenty twenty. Yeah, really early twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, really love Corday, and you know, as his his sophomore album, I feel like he just got better and better, and I think he's gonna be here for a long time, and that album solidified that. So, mm-hmm. from a bird's eye view, Corday at number eight. It's a great one. Uh, my number eight, shout out Gerard, Wiz Multiverse. I thought Wiz stepped it up as far as his albums go. Like People talk about him all the time. He can't make a good album. Whereas old mixtape Wiz, I thought he tried a lot of new stuff on this album. Like Gerard said, he was very, very vulnerable and spit some real shit instead of just weed raps for once in his life. And it was really nice to hear. And just the sounds in the whole album were incredible. Like He really went outside the box with what he's comfortable with. Yeah, no, my number seven was actually with his multiverse. Shout out to us. Shout out to us. Like, <laughs> I want to, that shows something about Wiz, though, this year. It really does. Yeah, yeah he, he showed a lot of range. Like you said, he was willing to try new things, and it was impressive. Singing Wiz is better than I, I anticipated. Um, so yeah, I I drew you pretty much covered it, Drew and Gerard actually. So yeah, seven Wiz Khalifa multiverse. Also shout out last night that uh that New Year's thing I watched in L.A. He performed Black and Yellow there, which I thought he'd do oh. something off multiverse, but they're like his yeah. first Smash single ever. <laughs> so man, that brings back a lot of memories. People were hype, man. People were getting word for word singing it out there. It's good to see. Brings yeah. back a lot of memories. Mm-hmm. For my number seven, I have The Course of the Inevitable 2 by Lloyd Banks. Uh, I think it was just as good as the first one, you know, and it's good to see Lloyd back in his bullshit, you know. So, like, I really enjoyed this one just as much as I did the first one. So, that's my number seven album, The Course of the Inevitable 2, Lloyd Banks. Like it. Uh, Seven for me is Freddie Gibbs, Sold, Sold Separately. And I think it's an album that when it came out, everybody was very high on. And very soon, I don't know why not a lot of people talked about it anymore. And to me, Freddie put out one of his best albums, like most cohesive projects, I think, to date. And I'm actually currently looking for it on vinyl. So if you see it, send a link. Hey, if Drew buy your album on vinyl, it's good. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Um. So my number six actually was was Freddie Gibbs Soul Soul Separately. Um, yeah, I I wasn't the biggest Freddie Gibbs fan, but listening to that one, I get it. I I like the puns, um, his rap style, like the beats overall. There wasn't a lot of skips, like I said, or I don't think it was any skips. Um, and that was probably my wasn't my first one I listened to in full, but I still haven't heard uh, Alfredo, so I need to go back and check that out. Um, but overall, I think I came away very impressed for a person that doesn't listen to Freddie Gibbs a lot with yeah. uh, his overall project. 
I think you'd really like Bandana too. I it's think so, you would. It's too. very similar yeah. to this one. Also, yeah. shout out Jeff Ross and uh, uh, Joe Rogan for being on the album. But yeah, they yeah, were funny yeah. skits at the end. Yo, Freddie, what's going on? It's Jeff Ross. You invite me all the way to Vegas to party, and you're not even answering. Freddie, why do you love rabbits so much? Is it because you're always hopping out of your child support? Uh, my number six is one of my favorite rappers out right now, uh, Babyface Ray Face. Uh, I think this this put face up on in the industry so people to pay attention to Detroit rappers. I think he's the most well-rounded Detroit rapper out, and I think that he's on his way to superstardom. So this was the first one of this year, Face. Uh, Mob was released a couple weeks ago, but um, I I enjoy Face more. So Babyface Ray Face is my number six album. He had a great year, very good year. Uh, number six for me is Denzel Curry, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future, and I've been on Denzel since he came out, which was probably like seven, eight years ago. And to me, this is his most, his, not his most, but I want to say his best project to date. His flow, his punchlines, his lyrics, he is a very mature rapper now uh, from when he came out. He doesn't sound like a kid anymore rapping about cars and jewelry and shit. And I'm very impressed. And I bought the vinyl the other day, Trot. I was in Indiana with my dad. And I walked in uh, to just a random vinyl shop, and this guy, he saw me holding it. He was like, that's my top 10 this year. I was like, you know what, buddy? Me too. too." (laughs) (laughs) So we had a little combo about it. Yeah, Denzel Curry. Nice. Um, Number five, I have Jid, The Forever Story. Um, Nice. I thought you didn't like it for some reason when it came out. No, I I didn't. I forgot it was that in another album that came out around the same time, and I liked the other one more. Um, Mm -hmm. But... Jid, I, I, one of those guys I stumbled across. I don't remember even how I listened to him at first. Um, it was him and the J. Cole song, but no, man, like that album was really good. Um, what was, what was the one beat that just, I, there's one song I could not stop playing. Um, what are we talking about? But overall, I came away very impressed. I, I'm again, kind of similar to Freddie Gibbs. Um, haven't listened to a lot of his products in the past, but this one was one that had me hooked. Um, and for it to be so long since his last album, I really didn't know what to expect based on what mm-hmm. other people were saying, but I came away mm-hmm. very impressed. Was it Crack top Sandwich? Five, five. Was it Crack Sandwich? <laughs> That's one of my favorite on that. I really need well, to figure it out. Hold on. <laughs> we got time, B. Was it just in time with Wayne? No, that was, that was tough. a good one. That yeah. Good one. I think it was, but then I need to go back and listen to it because <laughs> there are certain songs I just kept repeating. That was your number five, right? Yep. Um. Yes. All right. Cool. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Uh, Who are the five best rappers of all time? Great minds think alike. Cause my number five was the Forever Story Jid too. Ooh. So basically everything B said, and you know it was just good to hear him after a long hiatus. Um, to hear him on record instead of his own shit instead of um you know being featured and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of vulnerability played on his songs. You can see his uh technical prowess as far as rapping like. The boy is good. He can yeah. rap his ass off. And like not only can he rap um the musicality, him and the beat picking and stuff like that, that's important as well. All the features, he still like he held his own against all the features on there as well. So I really love the Forever Story by Jed. Uh you know what I want to say something to you, Gerard, too, because he beat out to me Corday's album. And it's not that Corday's album was bad because it was in my mm-hmm. top five for a long time. It's just I think coming out so early last year, it kind of dampened it yeah. for Corday. Yeah. 
and Jids came out, I was like, damn, this actually sounds a little better and a little more energy in it than Cordae's did. So yeah, yeah. Cordae's was, he that. was in my, he was number 14 to me. Uh, number five for me, West Side Gun 10. And this album came out of nowhere to me and I just randomly heard it and it reminded me of Russ's album from uh chomp two from last year yeah but it just i love these albums now where these artists just put a bunch of veteran artists on and say hey let's make 10 tracks together let's make 12 tracks together and every track there's no skips on it like every feature is phenomenal on it and west side gun not the strongest member of griselda but he held his own on this album and he really showed me something with his rapping skills on this I mean, he's the architect, so he is. Like, as long as he put the shit together, I don't even care about how he rapped. <laughs> like, his, uh, flow, like, his his flow has gotten so much better though from when he first started. Yeah. Like he actually can construct a nice verse together now. It's good to hear. Yeah. He had a Twitter rant this weekend where he was talking about you know all the stuff he's done for hip hop since they've been out, and he ain't lie. Like he's done a lot. He worked with a lot of greats. Uh, Griselda became a big group and a big label because of him. So, like I think when when it's all said and done, Westside Gun will be looked at as one of the top uh, executives in hip hop because of yeah. his influence. You know, so Ten was a great album. Dope, All like, three of them, dope. though, they had a great year this year, uh, Griselda, yeah, they individually. Did. Uh, it's funny, too, because one of the skits on the album, he's getting known now in like, in like by the public because one of the skits he's at like a Knicks game. He's like, oh, there's West Side Gun courtside right now showing off his diamonds or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So Dude, I've seen actually a concert West Side Gun had these um it's these guys on social media that pretend to be wrestlers from back in the day and he <laughs> yeah. had them performing on during his concert like fake wrestling match it was pretty dope that's awesome yeah that <laughs> yeah and and y'all would love him because he is one of the biggest wrestling fans out so mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> he really lived it. that might have been where it was maybe it wasn't a knicks game maybe he's at like AEW or something ringside maybe that's what it was yeah. but yeah that he's getting known now so yeah off to you b number four Number four, I had Nas King Disease three. Um, mm. Maybe that's why I was surprised you had it number ten because we were very excited when Nas announced it was dropping. And then we listened to it and it was like Nas has done it again with Hit Boy. He did. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall it's the same thing we keep saying with Nas. He's he's aging like fine wine, man. I, I mm-hmm. we very impressed. And yeah, that was now number four. Nice, dope. I think we're getting into the the, the fun part of the list now. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My number four was so sold separately. Freddie Gibbs. Um, nice. He's one of. He's always been one of my favorite rappers. And social media antics and fighting with other rappers aside, he's one of the most uh, talented rappers in the industry. And this album just solidified that. It put everything together. And this is his first major label release. You know, he released a whole bunch of independent shit before. Now he released a major label. And if you got a a project where people put money into and you deliver, you need to be. Um, you know, you need to get your roses for that. And he delivered with this album. So, so, so separately, Freddie Gibbs, number four. Shout out to, because he actually had Scarface on it too, which is hard to yeah. do these days. Hard to get him out of retirement. Scarface, <laughs> Scarface. You want me to put it in for you? It's been a while. Please. Please. Scarface, 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 Scarface. Big ass house like Scarface. Whole lot of guns like Scarface. All right. Uh, number four, 
is Logic Vinyl Days. He surprised the living hell out of me this year. I forgot about that album. Boys, when, you know, I used to complain all the time about the racist and black, white shit and his identity and couldn't find anything. He went back to his roots on this album and just flowed his ass off for 20 tracks. And once again, put a bunch of veterans on it and held his own amongst them. So it was a very lengthy project with 30 tracks, but like 10 of them are skits. So Logic really showed me a lot this year. And if he doesn't put out another album again, I'll be happy with it. If he does, I'm going to compare it to Vinyl Days because it might be his best (laughs) album. (laughs) You know how I could do (laughs) <laughs> that's funny uh number three i had it's almost dry uh mm, we the had fun part, the fun part b yeah this <laughs> I, it, it was so long ago when the album dropped but it's been so relevant because i think that was a big i think that was the first album where everybody listened to was like is this album of the year even tom brady called it the album of the year yeah, at one point yeah. so um overall came away very impressed uh even as a huge drake fan i can show love uh to push a t um I, I, there's nothing bad you can say about the album. Like, I don't think there's anybody I've heard say they didn't enjoy the album. Overall, I, it definitely was a top three album of 2022. So, yeah, that's my number three. Yeah. Wow. So, my last three are all interchangeable. I put them three to one because I couldn't pick. Thank but, you. So, I'm going to just go <laughs> number <you>. three. <laughs> <laughs> no, my number three right now is Ramona Park Broke My Heart, Vince Staples. Uh, well, we greatest. can talk. We can talk together because that's my number three. See, there we go. Yeah, I. <laughs> dog, this was a really good album. It was a really yeah. good album. I very well put together. We all know uh, Vince Staples' skills, but you know, just it was well rounded. You know, just uh, um, the singles he put on and and the deep cuts. Like I thought it was a really dope album, and I like it lasted. You know, a lot of times when you listen to Vince Staples' album, it's momentary. Like, you listen to it and you don't know if you're going to come back to it, but I, I can listen to Ramona Park anytime. Like, it has, yeah. it's, it's a lasting sensation, and I think it's his best project to date, so. I agree hands down, Gerard. To piggyback too, I, it's one of the first albums that, in a long time, where you could pull out every emotion from the album. Like, yeah. there are points I wanted mm-hmm. to break down and cry. Magic, I think, is the most uplifting, happiest song of the year. And it's still my, I've said before, my single of the year. Um, he didn't really need features on it, but the ones he had were so subtle and nice with Baby right. and uh, Ty Dolla Sign that, like, yeah. it's still his own track. It's, they didn't overpower it or anything. And at the same time, it's got some of the best West Coast sounds I've heard it's kind of sampled into modern tracks. It's really, yeah. really nice story too. It's hard to get storytelling albums these days. And Vince Staples put on, and yeah, my number three is uh, Ramona Park. I agree, Gerard. But yeah, like you said too, these three Ramona Park when it came out was my number one all year. And since right. I hate to say it, these last two weeks, like you said, just interchangeable. The top three, I think they could all be debated. But yeah, what's your number two, B? My number two was Ramona Park. Uh, oh, well. look at that. You should have just picked it back right there. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to have a surprise. I was just letting you guys go. So, yeah, man. No, that was my number two album of the year. So I go think my off, number King. one will surprise you guys. Um, so, Good. yeah, that was my number two. What's, what's your blurb about Ramona after what we said? There's not else? much I can add to it. It, it, <laughs> it was um, – I forget – I think Vince Staples, we talked about that, the album Vince Staples, and it was it – was, it was good. It was, you uh, said it was some, too short. Yeah, it was too short. So I think this made up for it in my mm-hmm. eyes um, mm-hmm. in a great way. 
and just kind of was more what I was looking for for Vince Staples. But um, yeah, no, I, I got to agree with everything that you guys said. It was a great album overall and really showed me kind of the artistry that Vince Staples, Vince Staples is capable of. And yeah. also shout out to Vince Staples for his appearance on Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we'll talk about like, that real quick. It yes. seems like there's going to be a, 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 a unique dynamic there with his um, part because I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be mad about it, but <laughs> he was funny too. He was real. He was funny. very like... <laughs> funny. He was very funny, and it, it was he fits. He fits along with he does. the chemistry on the show. So I look. It's funny. To we were watching, and I was. I told Mariah, like, is that Vince Staples? And then right. we went uh, outside with uh, uh what's her name, Keena Brunson. I was like, that is Vince Staples. Yeah. Like, he sounds <laughs> just like him. Yeah. Funny. Yep. Exactly. Uh, B, real quick to what you said, I completely forgot about that other album he made, that Vince Staples self-title project. And yeah, I I ripped it. I was like, dude, this is way too short, and there's like no context of this. And then I remember when this came out, we were, it was like under a fine microscope, and we were just like, mm-hmm. let's see what this is. And this is the meteor project, and I mean, potentially album of the year, you know? Yep. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, it, it just shows just shows what you can do with the craft. All right, well, my number two is It's Almost Dry Pusha T. Um, I, when it came out, I said album of the year, album of the year, album of the year, and potentially still is album of the year. But, you know, I love when artists take time out, sit back, and then when they release a project, it's worthwhile, you know, instead of just... You know, sometimes releasing a project every year is cool, but when you get people to sit on it and then you release a project and it's worth it. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, I'm biased because I went to the concert and all the records rank off. So that's not biased. <laughs> that's not right. biased. You wanted, to go see a, you wanted to go see a great artist and a great album. <laughs> yeah. So number two is almost dry. Push your tea. I love it. Uh, my number two is Black Thought and Danger Mouse Cheat Codes, and it's my third album on this list, like I said, with a bunch of features on it, with a bunch of veterans, but to me, it showed Black Thought branching out as a solo artist from the roots, what mm-hmm. he can do with just one producer, and right. I've always loved Danger Mouse for what he's done with MF Doom and Gnarls Barkley, uh, uh, CeeLo. Mm-hmm. I think the beats on this are incredible, and Black Thought... It's so simple, some of the words he says, but the way he puts them together are just masterful, like, with his craft. And I think, I don't think a lot of people heard this album this year, but I think it's just hip-hop at its purest and its best with when Black yeah. Thought's on the mic. So, and the beats are dope. The beats are really dope. I agree. I love the. I love that album. Uh, I just want it to be remixed because whoever I remember that you shit, saying that. The, the production <laughs> was kind of... The, the, yeah, the sound is off. Like, you know, I, I couldn't really enjoy it the way I wanted to. And maybe they did that on purpose. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But I did. The love only the thing I'll say, it. I, I agree a little bit because there's some songs where it sounds a little distorted. But then yeah. there's also some root songs that Black Thought kind of has those like compressed That's vocals true. on where, you You're know, right. so yeah. maybe that just what his sound like or what he likes for his sound. I don't know. But yeah. And maybe they didn't mix the shit. Like maybe they just recorded the shit and just put it out. Like there's a chance that happened. So, yes. Uh, drum rolls. I'll add them in a sound drop. B, what's your number one album of the year? Man, you guys are gonna be surprised, but my number one album of the year was Future. I never liked you. For my demons, girl, I got you. Every time I sip on codeine, I get vulnerable. Annoying the sounds of the storm when it comes. She understand I can't take her everywhere, nigga going. I've been in the field like the treasure of the corn. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta take a nap, dog. Like, like he, no, the, no, the toxicity no. is running through his veins right now. Bro, I've <laughs> like, seen a lot of people rank it in their top ten this year, so he's not crazy. I that album did a lot for me, and I still feel like there's a lot of songs I can go back to and enjoy just as much as I did when it first dropped. I actually did notice when you guys mentioned the the moving of uh the the cover art that we talked mm-hmm. about i didn't know yeah, yeah. He has, i guess he deserves credit because you guys stated that was one of the first ones to do that you gotta wait for you let me just go through the track list real quick zooties puffing on zooties is still one of mine so 7 12 p.m was a great intro um i'm that nigga was good keep it burning with kanye i thought was a great song i wasn't the biggest fan of four nut but it it was everywhere for a long time uh puffing on zooties like you said gold stacks wait mm-hmm. for you Quite possibly could have been one of the best songs of the year. Um, yeah. Beautiful song, Love You Better, Misogyny, Chickens with ESTG, um, <laughs> who had a great year, by the way. I don't want that to yes. go unrecognized, yeah. but uh, we just want to get high, voodoo, Holy Ghost, the way things going. I'm on one with Drake, which was one of the biggest songs of the That's year, too. Back to basics. Uh, no Security Like Me, Affiliated Stayed Down, Worst Day, Just Beginning. Like, I. And it came out in April, so for it to have that type of longevity, I just came away very impressed. Um, I think it was more so because Future, it was almost like he got to this point where people were almost tired of him, and then he dropped this album, people were like, okay, we recognize that this guy is very gifted. And one of the, depending on who you ask, he's one of the best to do it. I mean, he's been Mm -hmm. doing it for a while, so no, I... When I made my list, I said, what album was it that compelled me the longest and had the biggest hold on me? And it was I Never Liked You. So that's my number one. I will take my slander. Um, no, not at all. It. Nah. I mean, he took two years off, too, to make this album. and Which was he, hard to do because, I mean, Future's yeah, drop projects he, he could, he could every make whatever. year. Yeah, for a long time. So, no, that, yeah, that's my number one. I respect it, B. Yeah, respect my number one, Nas King's Disease Three. Woo! There it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, um, we not promised tomorrow. Showing love is the model. Flicks a cowboy hat strapped like desperados. They lit one out the chamber. No iron fired in a vegetative state. When that man China died, stomped out on 12th Street. Memory fails me. Her homie was a real G. That's what they. With like I was just so impressed with Nas with this album, and I I think that him and Hit Boy don't miss. So like for him to come out and this is the fourth album that they've done together, and there's still the chemistry still there, and Nas is still sharp with his skills and stuff. Um, you hear Michael and Quincy, you hear Thirty, uh, you hear Reminisce, uh, once once a man, twice a child, like to my last breath. All of these tracks on this um on this album solidifies Nas's like um his presence in hip hop, you know, and him mm-hmm. still making albums and him still being relevant regardless of what 21 Savage say. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like all of these things make him a king, you know what I'm saying? And, and why he's supposed to be making albums and supposed to be um now showing this generation what it takes to be a great MC. So yeah, like I'm that's one of my favorite albums. Like and it was hard when it came out on eleven eleven, it's still hard for me not to listen to the album because it's so dope. Like beats yeah. and and raps. Like and I think now I should just keep making albums with Hip Boy because you'll you're gonna make a fan out of me for the rest of my life. So <laughs> if, it's not broke, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's, yeah. it's, 
He did it with no features, too. No, and yeah. no features. You're right. Yep, yep, no features. Very impressed. All right, boys. I haven't said it yet, but my number one album is... Push a tease, it's almost dry. And... You rappers apply for the stimulus. Living a lie, but die for your images. It's guns involved like cowboys and Indians. You track hawk niggas are not my equivalent. Flew your bitch to Cuba for the thrill of it. That, Ramona, and Cheat Codes and Me are all interchangeable. But when I went back and listened to this, I was like, damn, it's like I'm listening to it for the first time again. Like, yeah. right? It, 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 what I tweeted the other day, it's definitely an album that should be played in the car because the bass goes nuts on this album. Yes. And right when you play it, when Brambleton starts, your whole car starts oh, shaking. Man. And it's like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, what all am right. I listening to? And yeah, Push T just going is, off, man. Yes. Like, oh, my God. I bro, I love Pusha T, and I've always been the guy who's like, "Where's Where's King Push? Where is this album?" I could give a fuck anymore. Almost <laughs> Dry is Pusha T's pinnacle of his career, I'd say. Yeah. And the one thing, you know me, I like lyrics, I like catchy hooks and shit. The production is flawless on this album. It mm-hmm. is. There's no, no like dips or anything in volume or anything. Just everything sounds crystal clear and clean, like. The synth, the uh, the bass, the hi hats, everything is perfect, and he got one of the best Jay Z verses of the year on this album, I'd say. With, yeah, uh, neck neck and wrist is fire. Neck and wrist, yeah. Uh, he got uh, what's it, uh, Uzi Vert and Don Tolliver on "Scrape It oh, Off," was, a song I have tough, played yeah. all year, dude. Right. There's, in there's the club, hits on this album, bro. There's in hits. the club, <laughs> that shit go crazy. Like even the song, uh, even the song "Rock and Roll" with uh, Cuddy and Kanye. Even though Cuddy yeah. said it's the last song you'll ever hear me with Kanye, that's nice. okay. It's a great song. It's yeah. And then to me, I'd still say just so you remember that sample that uh, it's only Monday that. It's only my god it just push a tease the king of going on these old samples and just making it his own so i am very impressed with him this year and to end it uh i pray for you we got malice back like who wouldn't want to hear his him and his brothers the clips and an album i think it's just perfect the way he made this album i'm very impressed by him he ended the concert with that too that's why i said i think i'm biased because he ended the concert with with um that song too and everybody thought malice was coming out and he just walked off the stage (laughs) (laughs) you know it'd been dope if he played his verse and kind of let it fade out and you know ended it that way or something that would have been dope but yeah i mean yeah you got to see potentially one of the best albums you know of the last couple years no and that's that's what made me really really love the album because like it's one thing to listen to it on yourself to see it perform and to see it still like it changed your perception. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I already think about this song one way. And then you see it performing like, all right, well, I knew I loved it before, but this just amplified that. So, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely one of the albums. Also, a little tidbit, it might be the last Pusha T album to ever be on good music because he is Oh, no, he's, that's for sure. Anymore. He's not the yeah. president. He's off of good music. He still got his own uh, label with Def Jam. So, not the that's last dope. Pusha T, just the last good music Pusha T. So. Mm. Okay. All right, boys. Um, I appreciate it. That was a nice weight off the shoulder. Now I feel like I can breathe to start the year. Um, <laughs> but a few people wanted to hear what our subcategories were. So I had a few jotted down if we want to just kind of rattle off the brain what we're thinking. But first, best R&B album. I've told you guys from the day it came out the weekend. I think Don FM is 
beautiful. Uh, I went back and listened to that so much. Bro, um, it's so good. It's so good. I, I had to agree with that, Drew. That was that was that was a great album. I feel like it got forgot about so quickly. I so I went back and listened to it hella. So I like I like Don FM, um, but I also listen to a lot. Is it Renaissance? <laughs> we listened to it last night, Gerard. Yes. And honestly, the whole time I'm just yes. bobbing my head. Is, to is, it. That, is that no? Yeah, I like I like Don <laughs> FM, but yes, Renaissance is the best R&B album. Yes, I mean, but I listen to a lot of R&B, so I also want to shout out Ari Lennox album ASL. Um, yes, and Scissors that, that, SOS. I listen to that one. Yeah, Ari yeah. Lennox, honestly, to me was uh, for me out of nowhere. I really enjoyed that album. Yeah, but it's Beyonce. It's Beyonce. So I. Yeah. <laughs> It's Beyonce's album. Don I, FM. Yeah. <laughs> it's Beyonce. I want to say Drop blames his lady a lot for her, for the statistics of Beyonce on his on his phone. I want to say maybe yeah. it's not her fault. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but Drew, going back to Don FM, I just want to say that that transition when it goes from a tale by Quincy to Out of Time mm-hmm. to Here We Go Again with Tyler the Creator, beautiful. Just beautiful. that chef's kiss, man. It's it's such a great part of that album, man. I just. I went. I listened to Out of Time so much. That was probably one of my the way you said uh, with Vince Staples. How you went back and listened to um, what mm-hmm. song was that? Magic. Uh, Magic. Yeah, I went yeah. back and listened to Out of Time the same way because so good. It was just one of those songs you can sing your heart out, man, and you feel you get done, you feel better. Just, like you said, a little weight off your shoulders. I, I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, that, that's crazy. That yeah, one. that's dope. Because <laughs> when it, when Beyonce go from uh, Cuff It to Energy to Break My Soul. <laughs> It's un, it's unbeatable. You can't you can't stop it. You know what I'm saying? I think Gerard church, be the vice president. Church, church girl is probably the hardest record I've heard. You know what I'm saying? And that's a that's a you R&B what, record. Gerard, you know what I liked last night? Uh, there was a couple songs in a row towards the end that I was really feeling. I think it was heated and oh, heated is the shit. And you know heated Drake wrote fire. that, so B would love Did that he? record if he yes. So B, if you listen listen to Beyonce heated, Drake wrote the song. You can tell it's Drake. Like you can tell, Drake wrote the song, so he did. It was it was heated, thick, and all up yeah. in your mind. All in up America, in your mind. Yep. Problem. Those yep. four were fire in a row. Bang, 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 my, bang. My favorite you know still is uh, "Plastic Off the Sofa." On that plastic one. off the co- yeah, plastic off favorite. the sofa is is really good. Yeah, I think Gerard wants to be the vice president of, of the, <laughs> the, the Beehive. Hey. Beehive. I think he. <laughs> hey. I'm already I'm already the CEO of the uh whole Avengers, you know what I'm saying? So if I'm vice president of the Beehive, it's all in the family. So I admire that. I admire that. <laughs> Drew, what were some other ones that people ask you for? Uh most disappointing album of the year. I have my thoughts. Mm. You know what? I actually just I felt guilty um because I know there was an album that was in a lot of the top list that I researched. Um, and I noticed none of us had it even in our honorable mentions, but it has to be to me Kendrick's album. I think. Oh yes, it, it yes, did a yes, lot yes. for the it did a lot for the discussion of mental health, but I don't yes. think it met the replayability. That's what me and Gerard said. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it met the expectations that a lot of people had for the album. So I don't know. I, I look forward to seeing if a lot of people disagree, but um, no, so I, you, I, I I wasn't disappointed in Kendrick's album. I just don't think. Like Drew said, I'm I'm never gonna play it again. Like it's a heavy you album. Know where it is? <laughs> like yeah. On it's my list, like... do you want to know where it is? I've listened to what was it, fifty eight albums this year. It is number 
28 on my list. I feel like that has to be not to not to disagree with you, Gerard, but I feel like if you're one of, I mean, he was just named the top uh, Time Magazine, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, artist of the decade, yeah. And uh, dude, I see everybody have it in their top five this year. I'm like, what am I missing with this album? Like, but yeah. I think it's an. I I, I want to give it credit. I think it's an important album. I it think is. that is he did something that, different for sure. Yeah, I think it's an important album. I think it, for the for the album as what it is, it's a great album. Um, but if you're asking me for my personal opinion as far as like when I go back and listen to this album, when I think about 2022, the albums that I think shaped this year, that's not something I'm going to look back on and like say that no. that album carried me in 2022 because it's not. You know what I'm saying? But I will say like. For as far as for Kendrick's uh discography, yes, it's an important album. It's dope. And he spoke about a lot of shit that needs to be spoken about and that a lot of black men don't do as far as their mental health and the things that they're going through. So yes, it's an it's an important album, but I it's not no, not for me. Right. Not for me. Yeah. Musically, I feel like there's way better albums, obviously. Yeah. But there are people out there who this album did a lot for this year, and I can't take that away because Kendrick did something with this album. He made people uh, aware of mental health in yeah. music and in hip hop, especially at the same time, God, do you need those bangers on an album? I hate to say mm-hmm. it. You need those yeah. songs that make people move or that dude. I don't even know if there's a song on the radio from this album of his, you know, I didn't hear it. It is. It is. And 95, um, but like 95, yeah. it doesn't slap like we think it does. It's not, Yeah, but they great. play it. They play it so much. You're going to know that song. All right. So, I just, right. it's just, it was such a weird album to me. And like, it obviously I'm not in the mental state where it didn't connect with me as much as others, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so. that's, that's me as well. But you know what album disappointed me? I'm sorry. Name, a, name a couple. Name a couple. I'm sorry. But Drake and <laughs> Drake and 21 disappointed me. I, I, my expectations for that was so much higher than. I'm not even mad at that because I've seen that on a lot of top 25 albums of the year. And I'm like, I, I, I don't see. I don't yeah. see how. Um, yeah. Um, Run the Jewels, Quattro. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just think my my expectations for that was a little higher too. You know what I'm saying? So those two. That was two years ago. That it said 2022. They might have re-released, Quattro. but yeah, it came out two years ago. That came oh. out during quarantine era. <laughs> Quattro. Uh, yeah. Like their fourth album, right? Yeah. The pink Run the cover. Four. Yeah. I, I say twenty twenty two. That Sitting. came out <laughs> a while ago. To I heard it two years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weird. Well, weird. Yeah, but yeah, for sure, for sure, Drake and twenty one. So yeah, that one was like because I had high expectations for that, and you know because of all their other records that they did together, the album just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So that's fair. Yeah, I when we did our reviews too, you were the lowest rated, so it makes sense. Yeah. Fabio four and Bible. I don't need to. You can okay. just go back and listen yeah. to the pod about that if you want. Big crit, <laughs> digital roses don't die. YG, I got issues. I just yeah. YG, that, that album was all over the place. I actually to me. like and that one. I have to. I, have I know to you did. A lot of people did this year too, but it's just me. And then uh, oh, Earl Sweatshirt ba- sick. <laughs> baby, baby. baby too. It's, yep. The baby. Little baby. It's only me. Yeah, that was disappointing too. I had ba- I had Duh Baby as well as Baby on Baby oh, 2. Oh, Baby on Baby 2. Yeah, Baby <laughs> yeah. on Baby 2 was just trash. That's not disappointing. That shit was ass, all right? like yeah. The Lil Baby album to me wasn't awful. It's just it could have been a lot better. It was like right, yeah. in the, right in the middle, middle end of the pack, I feel. Another what is the most slept on album to you guys? Like, obviously, it could be something that's in your top 10, but what's the album that personally 
you think is very slept on this year? Uh, well, I would say the album that B talked about, Simba. Um, mm. it takes time. Very slept on album. You should definitely listen to that. Um, oh, what about what about coping mechanism, Drew? Oh, by Willow. Yeah, yeah. It just. I don't think a lot of. I think I was very. I enjoyed that one after you recommended it, but I'm sure it was a lot good. I've heard it. But to me, it wasn't as good as their first one. It just sounded like a kind of like a carbon copy of it. Not saying it was bad, but, you know, uh, to me, mine was uh, uh, Dave East's Book of David. I thought that was a phenomenal album. And oh, I just don't was. think I don't think Dave East gets the proper love that he that should was. be getting in this game. That was that was a very good album. Dave East's yeah. uh, Book of David. Also, um, Mozzie's Survivor's Guilt. Very slept yeah, that's on. That's a good one. Very good. Um, and on the R&B side, I say this all the time, but it's a girl. She's a songwriter for a lot of the mega superstars. Her name is Nyjah. Uh, her album, Don't Say I Didn't Warn You, was very slept on, and I think it's a dope album. So You've been going hard for that one because she was in your uh, your wrap-up as well. Oh, no. Yeah, her albums, they're, I mean, her songs are very good. Yeah. No. Our, our, I mean, I do. So I used to do uh, best mixtape of the year, but it's very hard to tell what a mixtape is. Yeah, these we days. don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> right. so, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people saying Jeezy Snowfall. So I guess by default, we can give it to Jeezy. I like I said, like it's released a streaming like mixtapes. You had to go out and download separately back in the day, and and not finding on uh, social like streaming platforms and shit like that. So. Yeah, um, sure. If you know any mixtapes, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say it was in Draw's top ten, so I don't, I don't know. Well, then for the for the final rap, what would you guys say about this year for hip hop? I think it was a good year. Mm-hmm. I think it was Quick. great. I, it was a lot of heavy hitters that were like, that released music. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of quality, a lot of uh, quantity. Um, shout out to NBA YoungBoy. Uh, but overall, I think it was a really good year for for hip hop. Um, <laughs> I think we should talk cold. about him because he just made another one, by the way, last week or something. Uh, uh, his thirteenth of the year, or something like that. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I was. I, <laughs> he, he We're all music man. Shout out to him. We're all young boyed out right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm no, good. Well. well <laughs> Um, I think 2022 was a great year. Um, I think that it, I think a lot of people release good music and I think it shows um, what everybody was going through in 2020. So everybody mm-hmm. recorded a lot of music and they were able to sit on it and kind of tinker with it. And like, cause it was well, a lot said. of good albums that came out, you you know? Yeah. So, and I, and this was the first year really people could really go outside too. So to let the music live and breathe. So I think that's what made 2022 a, a dope year for music as well. So I enjoyed 2022. That was my thoughts too, Gerard. I was going to say a lot of people who released um, during quarantine or right after quarantine, I feel like it was music they were uh, sitting on or music yeah. that they were working on before the pandemic. I feel like what we got this year was everybody taking their thoughts and their ideas during that time taking last year to record it all and put it on wax and then this year finally releasing it to us and that just shows a lot of these artists what time can do you know um like obviously like we said with future i didn't think b would have him as his number one but at the same time he did put out a great album for us to be talking about people like snoop right now and Wiz in our top tens and stuff like that or Mm-hmm. I just think it just shows, like, especially with some of these veterans still having their bag, and with time to what they can still make, it's good to see because 
a lot of these like older artists as far as like R and B, rock and roll, um, uh heavy metal and shit like that, they're not really putting out music like this anymore. Hip hop is still no. thriving. Like it shows in hip hop with age you can still make good music, good new clean music. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I love that. I tell Drew all the time, hip hop is still fairly young. So yes. we're watching that age as we're growing up in, inside of the culture. And to see that our greats that came out in the early 90s, you like like Nas, still making records that's going to last a lifetime. I think that's super dope. Like, we don't get to say that about different rock, rock artists and stuff like that. You don't get to see, like, mm-hmm. Rolling Stones still making albums, you know, even though they came out in the 60s and stuff like that. You don't see that, but we get to see our greats do it. And I think that we should, like, appreciate that because they, they won't be able to do it forever. So I think it's dope yeah. to see. Yeah. I mean, I use Snoop as an example because I that album to me was in my top ten almost all year, and it wasn't until I went back this week and like, damn, there were some better albums better than it. But Bodr was a phenomenal album this year. Yeah, his Gangsta Grills was still good too. Like that was Snoop. dope too. Yeah, I, I don't know where that. the fuck Snoop has all this fucking time, but smoke <laughs> weed every day. <laughs> like, he's everywhere, but, <laughs> right? He, he's doing a lot, so I don't know. <laughs> Well, B, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, man. Shout out to 2022. Um, and here comes 2023. I hope it brings new blessings, positivity, great news uh, for a lot of people. Um, do you guys have one thing that you look forward to this year? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be purchasing deck detail. So it's Amy and Mariah are getting married. Yeah. Big year. Very big yeah. Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This can be a big year. More life. More life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't like that one. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, every year I always focus on, you know, trying to become a better person. Like growth. I always say that. Like I can always be a better drive. So I just focus on the year, like the things that I feel like are my weakness to be better at, you know. So I'm just focusing on, you know, growing as a person as a being a better friend being a better brother being a better son you know to you know everybody just focusing on being better and i use every year to like recalibrate and try to do the best i can to do that so i love that i think you're doing great bud yeah thank you (laughs) um i think what i'm going to try to do is be more in the moment um to really maximize or maybe not maximize, but to enjoy each day, um, as cliche as it sounds, I think anxiety comes from, or it's proven anxiety comes from thinking too far ahead. Um, mm. So to conquer that, I'm going to really try to, you know, like today, I'm already thinking about enjoying the podcast with you guys, watching video or watching uh, the Lions, you know, playing video games, just trying to have fun. Because at the end of the day, you know, the as Barbara Walters show, I think we kind of take for granted being able to make it to 2023, like, yeah, you know, tomorrow isn't promised. So just trying to make the most of what you have in front of you, and just going going from there. So that's what I'm gonna try to do the most stuff. So love it. But yeah, man. Um, this has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Senseis and the Casual. And until the next time, y'all be easy. One, real fast. One more thing. I am in two Super Bowls a day for fantasy. So I'm looking forward to that. Take care. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, Good I, luck, Drew. I'm in one. Thank I'm you. in one. So yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get some money to start the year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm upset.
two senseis and a casual, 